Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is Lee Habib, and this is Our American Stories. And we tell stories about everything here on this show. And we love your stories. Send them to OurAmericanStories.com. And today we have Ben Berman's story. He's a second-year MBA student at the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. When the COVID pandemic swept this country, he got an idea to start making pizza and drop them out of his apartment window. This led to his nonprofit called Good Pizza that has raised over $30,000. Ben grew up in Portland, Maine with his parents and two younger brothers. Starting from a young age, Ben was getting involved in his community. Here is Ben's story. When I was in middle school, I was on a school board subcommittee for 
uh, wellness in the town. And one of the jobs that we were tasked with was renovating the cafeteria. And so I actually spent the freshman year of high school touring local cafeterias to try to understand how we could improve our operations and food service. And as part of that program, the administration let me earmark $2,500 for a program that I had come up with called the Chef of the Month program. And my idea was that we would ask local chefs to take over our cafeteria for the day once a month, and they would serve their food at school lunch prices. And it worked. So we would have, you know, a nice hotel from Portland come in and the chef would do paella for the whole school and serve it for $2.75. There was a local pasta company that came in every year to do the service. And the owner came in one day and his manager called out and he asked me if I knew how to cook and if I could help him on the line. And I grew up cooking with my mom and really enjoyed that. So I sort of felt confident enough to jump on the line with him and just serve pasta for the day. And at the end, he said, that was really great. If you need a job this summer, you should call me. And that ended up being my first summer job was restocking the shelves and then grilling pita and then making meals in this little pasta prepared goods shop in South Portland, Maine. I went to college in Boston. I went to Tufts University and found myself fairly heavily involved in nonprofit work. So there were a whole bunch of opportunities that I had started to get involved with to sort of give back to the community. At the same time, I was starting my first company. But when I was 18, I opened a food truck company with one of my best friends from home called Mainly Burgers. And we grew that company together for three years and grew it to three trucks and 16 employees. And it was a really great experience to start to understand how a business operates and how it grows. It was getting me back in the kitchen. And I really loved the opportunity, but when I was coming towards the end of my college experience, I didn't feel like I was ready to make that my full-time career. And so I took a more traditional route and went into management consulting for a few years after school. That job landed me at business school. And when the pandemic started, I had been cooking more and I started to make pizza. And then I started dropping them out my window. And then I started asking people to donate. And now I guess I run a little pizza nonprofit out of my second story, Center City, Philadelphia apartment. And we've raised $32,000 so far and donated it all to hunger relief and homelessness in the city of Philadelphia. I grew up with this amazing supportive family and didn't have to worry about so many things that other people had to worry about. And it, it felt natural to use that platform to give back. I think one of the other things that motivated me was, so I think about it in two parts. The first is when I started making pizza, and the second is when it becomes this thing where it's raising money and it's dropped out a window, etc. On the pizza front, before school when I was working as a consultant, I was traveling a ton. I was doing usually about 140 nights in a hotel per year. One of the things I missed when I was traveling that much was cooking for myself and for friends. As I said, I grew up cooking with my mom and that was a really important experience for me generally. Just recognizing the impact of having people around a table and cooking for people as a display of love in some way. And I wanted to do more of that. And then I had this more traditional kitchen experience from my first job, from the food trucks. And I really just enjoyed cooking. It's something that relaxes me. It's something that I look forward to. And coming to school and not having to travel all the time, I was looking forward to getting back into that. So I do remember when I 
first made pizza in my apartment because I had been researching it for a little while and I had taken a leap and bought some equipment. It was just a food that I liked and it's a fun analytical exercise to some degree as well because there are all these different variables with pizza that you can play with and I was excited about that. There's the hydration level in the dough, which is how much water you're using, and there's the fermentation time, which is how long you're letting it go, and what temperature you're cooking at, and what you're cooking it on, and the combination of sauce and cheese, and all these things, all these variables that were interesting to me. So I remember making that for the first time and being totally infatuated by the dough rising and then trying to figure out how to make it into actual dough balls that we can spread into pizza and researching how I wanted to do the sauce and going deep on message boards about my favorite pizza places around the country and people trying to recreate their favorite pizzas. And it was just a fun experience for me. So that's part one, as I had started making pizza in the summer of 2019 as a way to cook more, as this fun project to work on and this fun thing that I wanted to solve for this food that I liked. And that was sort of it. Stage two of the story is when the pandemic started. And the honest reason for good pizza at the beginning was I had made dough for my friends. I, you know, over the year had gotten more comfortable and I was enjoying having pizza parties and sharing that. And that weekend March where the pandemic sort of hit and we didn't know what it was quite yet, but we knew that it was a bad idea to have friends over for a dinner party. I had 15 pizzas in my refrigerator that I was planning to make for friends. Instead of having them over, I bought 40 feet of string on Amazon and told them that if they came by my apartment around dinner time, I would lower them pizza outside my window. And it was nothing at the time other than a chance for me to make my friends smile, give them something to laugh about. It just seemed so absurd that I would be lowering this pizza out of my apartment window and you've been listening to Ben Berman's story. When we come back, Ben Berman's story continues here on Our American Stories. Folks, if you love the great American stories we tell and love America like we do, we're asking you to become a part of the Our American Stories family. If you agree that America is a good and great country, please... Make a donation. A monthly gift of $17.76 is fast becoming a favorite option for supporters. Go to OurAmericanStories.com now and go to the Donate button and help us keep the great American stories coming. That's OurAmericanStories.com. And we return to Our American Stories and to the story of Ben Berman. He's a second-year grad student in Philadelphia. When the COVID pandemic started, Ben created a nonprofit called Good Pizza that's raised over $30,000. Ben makes pizza in his home oven and lowers them down from his second-story apartment window. He asks for a non-required donation, and his pizzas are completely free. We return to Ben for the rest of the story. So it was never a thought of this becoming anything. It was just this fun thing that you do to make your friends laugh and create some memory. And there was no plan beyond that. But as I did it over the summer, I started to recognize 
that there may be a platform here that could grow a little bit. I had started to try to figure out where I wanted to direct my own giving for the year, which is something that I try to do every year. And my girlfriend very smartly pointed out that I was spending a lot of money on pizza ingredients and perhaps this would be an avenue to direct my giving instead, which is obviously a fantastic idea. And so, you know, midway over the summer, my thinking was, well, instead of giving a few hundred dollars to an organization that I care about, what if I spent that money on pizza ingredients instead, asked people for donations, and maybe turn that $200 into $600 or whatever that multiple looks like? And there weren't a lot of zeros attached to it. It was just uh, me thinking, well, maybe I can both make people smile and raise a few extra dollars for these organizations. And wouldn't that be a cool way to spend this time where I have to be home anyway? Slowly, people started to hear about it. Friends tell friends and someone walks down the street and sees this pizza being lowered out of a second story apartment. And I had started an Instagram less for the actual business opportunity and more because I wanted a place to document my pizza, but was too embarrassed to post it on my personal Instagram. The big break was when Barstool Sports came in November. So they have a very popular pizza review series. And I had tagged them in a post, mostly as a joke with friends, saying how funny would it be if, you know, they try all the best pizza places in the world and then they came to my apartment. And they ended up reaching out and said, hey, are you open on Saturday? And I didn't really know what to say since it's just my apartment. I'm never really open, nor am I ever really closed. So I said, sure, I'm definitely open on Saturday and I would love to have you come by. And they did. So I made them pizza and the review went online the next week. And I think it came out well, but that was sort of the first chance for you know widespread visibility into what I was working on. And very quickly, literally overnight, it went from a few hundred followers to 10,000 followers and all this money started to come in from people that just wanted to support what you were doing. And it just has sort of been a whirlwind that's been a total blast and definitely never something that I expected. I think the most I've ever made is 25, but a normal pizza drop is 20 pizzas, which I still think is quite a bit for a home oven. I can only make two at a time because I'm literally cooking in my home electric oven. So I make two pizzas every 15 minutes. So the way it works is I do weekly, usually on Sunday night, pizza drops with 20 pizzas. As the following has grown over the last few months, I've moved to a lottery system for people to get a pizza. So pizza's always, always free. There's absolutely no necessity to donate in order to get a pizza. You do not have to donate to enter the lottery. The pizza is just to make people smile and hopefully people like what we're doing and feel inclined to donate either to us or directly to the organizations. I give every single penny that comes in away. So all the money that goes into the pizza ingredients, the sauce, the cheese, the dough, all of that, that money comes out of my own pocket. And then we donate 100% of the proceeds that people donate. I open up a lottery by posting on my Instagram two days before the pizza drop. So usually on Friday afternoon, if I'm baking that weekend, you can find a link to a lottery on Instagram. And then 24 hours later, after the lottery opens, I close the lottery. We randomly select 20 people 
using Microsoft Excel and I email those 20 people a form to select their pickup time and they get to come by the next night to actually get their pizza. So it's sort of this whole three-day process for me for every pizza drop where on the first day I make dough, on the second day the lottery opens and I start to make sauce, then the third day you get all your ingredients together and then actually on the fourth day you actually make the pizza. I have to fold all the pizza boxes, I write little notes to everyone on all the pizza boxes. So it ends up being this sort of lengthy four-day process, but it allows me to make a actual product, the pizza that I'm really proud of. I think the dough that I make is good. I think the sauce that I make is good, etc. And it is the spacing out so that people can have a chance to enter the lottery and select the pickup time and all the backend logistics that go into it. And this has been an unexpected but really fulfilling way to spend my free time. There are definitely days where I am tired and don't want to make pizza dough and don't want to fold pizza boxes and wish that I did not have Instagram followers that were expecting pizza. Uh, you know, I, I, there are days where I wish I didn't have to post on Instagram because I don't know what I'm doing and I'm trying to figure out all of that. But I feel like we're working on a good thing. I feel like I'm making some at least small impact and the support that people have lent the smiles that I think I've been able to bring to people who have tried the pizza or even just seen what I'm working on on Instagram or in different press clippings. And most importantly, the dollars that I've been able to donate to organizations that I really do think are making an impact in people's lives. I don't really think I'm making an impact directly in people's lives. I think pizza is delicious. I don't think I'm changing the world. I do think that the organizations that I'm able to support are making a massive, massive impact in people's lives. And so if I can play a small role by carving out some time to make pizza dough in order to support that, that's a no brainer for me that I'm gonna continue doing as long as people are willing to support it. The One of the things that I have been most excited by throughout this whole process has been the support from the community. I did not expect there to be so much support from everyday people who saw this online and wanted to support from local restaurants who have reached out to offer me kitchen space to make more pizza, from folks around the world who have donated to us and said, I'm not ever going to be able to try your pizza, but I love what you're doing and want to support you. Here's $25. That's incredible to me. There also have been fun opportunities to engage with larger brands that for me have been crazy and fun. So I mentioned Barstool Sports, who was here to do a pizza review, and that gave a lot of gave us a lot of Instagram followers and a big platform to raise money on. The Philadelphia 76ers came over. So Matisse Thibel and Tobias Harris from the 76ers came to my apartment and tried pizza and donated $5,000 of their own money to the organizations that we're supporting. Yeah, there have been big brands, but what I've been most energized by is just the everyday people who want to support in some way and who are commenting on Instagrams to say it's wonderful and it made their day and they can't wait to come try a pizza. And I've told people that, you know, when I get asked about long-term plans, the plan is just to keep making pizza until I make it for everyone who wants one. I, I talked about the lottery system for the last few months for the 20 pizzas that I give away weekly, I usually have over 900 people that sign up for the lottery. So. I'm gonna just keep making pizza until all of those people get one. This good pizza project 
is something that I'm proud of because it was in many ways an accident. It was a chance for me to take a hobby that I enjoyed and give back to the community a little bit. And at this point, it feels less like something that I created and more like something that the people around me who have supported it created. And I just get to be the vehicle to continue to create those smiles and raise those dollars. And a special thanks to Faith for her work on that piece. And also a special thanks to Ben Berman for his story and, by the way, for what he's doing. And it just shows, well, it shows the good heart and the soul of this country. You can visit Ben's Instagram account at goodpizzaphl. That's goodpizzaphl. Ben Berman's Philadelphia pizza story here on Our American Stories. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. 
Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. And we continue with our American stories. And up next, a story from Brad Server. Brad grew up watching the Three Stooges on TV, not knowing he was related to one of the greatest comic performers of all time. Every day after school, Brad, his brother, and their friends would pile in front of the TV to watch their idol, Jerome Howard, best known as Curly. Then one day, the secret about their unknown grandfather was unveiled. Here's Brad Server, a.k.a. Curly G. To start this journey, we must first go back to Lithuania. This where my great-grandparents, Solomon and Jenny Horwitz, met and married. They later left for America and arrived in Castle Garden, New York in 1890. Here, they would start their family of five boys, Irving, Benjamin, Samuel, Moses, and Jerome. Later, the world would know the three youngest boys as Shemp, Moe, and Curly. My name is Brad Server, and I'm the youngest grandson of Curly Howard of the Three Stooges. This is my American story. When Shemp and Moe were in their teens, they would sneak off to Coney Island to watch the vaudeville acts. They would later join these performers and were then discovered by Ted Healy, a well-known vaudeville actor. In time, they met Lawrence Feinberg, better known as Larry, and they became Ted Healy and his Stooges. In time, Shemp would leave the act and baby brother filled in. The rest is comedy history for the ages. Why, you cowards! You're afraid to say Niagara Falls! Niagara Falls! Slowly I turn, inch by inch, step inch by inch. In 1937, Curly met and married my grandmother, Elaine Ackerman. A year later, they would have a baby girl named Marilyn, my mom. In 1941, my grandparents divorced when my mom was three. My grandmother would remarry a year later to a man named Moses Diamond. My mother lived with them, but would visit Curly on the weekends when he was in town. As my grandfather's health started to decline, her visits were less frequent, and she remembers visiting him in the hospital often. In 1952, when my mom was 14, Curly Howard passed away at the age of 48. After my grandfather's passing, she would legally be adopted by her stepfather, who really had become her everyday dad. In early 1960, my mom met my father, Haskell H. Server, in Los Angeles, California. In December, my brother Darren was born, 
Then, in 1962, my sister Andrea, and then, in 1965, I joined them. My parents, though, would later divorce in 1971. So, after my parents divorced in 1971, it was, you know, a typical arrangement where my brother, sister, and I lived with my mother. Uh, My dad would then move to Pacific Palisades because he was doing well in the insurance agency that he was working for. And then later, my brother would wind up moving in with my dad. A year later, I would move in with my dad. But we really started uh, showing signs that we had something very special uh, in our blood because we were performing. My brother was a self-taught piano player, I think at the age of five. We all loved to sing. We would gather around the piano, my sister, my brother and I, and we could all carry a tune. So, you know, it was great. So we would sing songs. Um, Later it would uh, develop into uh, performing makeshift uh, musicals for, you know, my grandparents at the time, or my mom. If, if, If she was to drop us off, we'd say, Mom, come in and see this. And we would, you know, we would do the, you know, the famous shows of that time in 1971, 72. We were doing Cabaret, West Side Story, Sounding Music. And and to this time, we came home like every other kid. After school, we came home and we wanted to see the Stooges. So we'd rush home, we'd, we'd watch in, in LA, it was Channel 52, UHF, and you had all the great shows that were coming on. You know, you had Kimba, you had the Three Stooges, the Little Rascals, you had Speed Racer. I mean, all these great shows, but the Stooges is what we came home to watch most. And Curly was our hero. My brother and I both loved Curly the most. But the problem with that was, at this age, I was six, my sister was eight, my brother was 11. We had no idea that we were the grandchildren of Curly. We hadn't been told yet. But it was this one day that we found out. I believe I was maybe eight at the time, maybe my brother was 12, somewhere around that time. And my grandmother had taken my brother Darren to see his first Broadway musical, Fiddler on the Roof. And he was at awe when he saw the show. I mean, he after the show, when they were driving home, my grandmother and him, he just kept going on and on of how he wanted to be an actor. He wanted to be an actor and he was just persistent and on and on. I think finally my grandmother said, Darren, enough, I get it. It's probably because show business runs in your blood. Your biological grandfather was Curly from the Three Stooges. What do you mean, Grandma? Yes, yes, yes. Never mind that. You have your grandfather that you have now. So just know that your talents come inherently through your bloodline. And just don't carry on with it when you get home, la, la, la. So it's like my brother was basically in shock. You know, he didn't say another word, I think, on the way home. And then he comes home and he tells me. And we're like, I mean, I was like, you have to be. That's not true. Certainly. And he's like, Bradley, it's true. Grandmother told me. And we were just, you know, we were like, what do you do with that? I mean, your heroes become your family. We're not ordinary people. (laughs) We're morons. And then what are you supposed to do with that? I mean, did I really think or did we really think the next day when we went to school 
you know, and tell our friends, the, the same kids that came home with us every day to watch the Stooges, we were now saying, oh, by the way, Curly is our grandfather. So, you know, we live with it. We watch the Stooges. We're like, wow, that's our grandfather. And it was like, we didn't talk about it when we were at our dad's once we found out, because of course that's my mom's father. So he doesn't want to hear anything about my mom. They're divorced. My mom, she didn't talk about it because one, she was very young when Curly died. She was 14. When she was three years old, she was, you know, adopted by her new father. So that really became her everyday father. She channeled out the Three Stooges. Curly was just not something that she talked about. And then it was something that we were kind of told not to talk about because even though our grandfather, Moses Diamond, was an amazing man and an amazing grandfather to us, he wasn't Curly Howard from the Three Stooges. So we basically were in check. So, you know, through high school, did I did I talk about being Curly's grandson? No, not really. You know, I was already class clown. I was space case. I was the guy that they wanted. Everyone wanted Brad Server to go to the parties because I was the funny guy. It was probably only later if I was ever, if someone didn't like me or some guy was going to kick my ass or whatever, that the guy, they would go, hey, you know, that's, by the way, that's Curly's grandson. And then the, the person would say, oh, okay. And, you know, gave me a little uh, a hall pass. And you've been listening to Brad Server tell a remarkable story. By the way, what a good shock, right? My granddad's Curly. I bought him a lot of hall passes. When we come back, more of the story of Brad Server. And in the end, a story of family bloodlines. Here on Our American Story. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. 
Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. We continue with our American stories and Brad Server's story. Let's pick up what we last left off. So I, I continued to, through the 90s, build my career. And I still at this point hadn't met anyone from the Three Stooge family. And I was I was 30 years old or something at the time. It was just, it, was, it didn't even cross my mind. But it was one day my mom said, hey, um, Aunt Joan, which is Moe's daughter, is having a little reunion at her house. And so I went to this reunion where I met my Aunt Joan, Moe's daughter, and it was great. She was an incredibly wonderful, warm lady, and she had so much memorabilia, and it finally was a chance to talk about, you know, being the grandson with another family member. And it was, it was great, and it was just, it was so odd that all these years later, why am I just talking to a Stooge family member. It just, the whole thing about being the grandchildren of, of Curly Howard, one of the most iconic comedians of all time, was suppressed. It was like we weren't to talk about it. We didn't talk about it. But now I was, you know, I was with Mo's daughter and, and this would uh, start turning into spending more time in the future with 
Suge family members, which was great. But what really turned my life around was in 2000, I had my daughter, Elizabeth Elaine Server. And she's named, her middle name Elaine is after my grandmother Elaine. And I love being a dad. And, you know, had my career, but I still hadn't gotten in the Stooge thing until I went to my first Stooge convention. And these conventions were going on um, for a long time. And they were usually in Pennsylvania, in uh, Fort Washington, Pennsylvania, which is about 30 minutes from Philadelphia. And I went to my first Stooge convention and I bet the fans, you know, and I, I, the fans are so endearing and amazing. They love the Stooges to this day. They mean everything to them. And I would hear the stories of how the Stooges changed their lives and how much the Stooges mean to them. I want a piece of turkey. Me too. Oh, so you want a piece of turkey? Yeah, give it to me now. Oh. You got it. Hey. And then other Stooge family members were at these events. So I started building relationships with them. And, and that was great. And so I would continue. Uh, it was about every year uh, we would go to these uh, Stooge events. I'd go with my brother and then later I would go by myself. And then I'd bring my daughter and she got exposed to being part of it. And she, she loved it, you know, for a while. You know, as she got older, she was like, I don't want to go to these things anymore. But uh, it really was special. And... Really all the fans out there of the Three Stooges or fans in general of comedy, if you're in the Philadelphia area, there's the largest Stooge Museum, maybe the only Stooge Museum, but it is three stories of the largest and greatest Stooge Museum in the world. It's called the Stoogium, and it's in Ambler, Pennsylvania, which there again isn't too far from Philadelphia. And I strongly recommend that you go there. It's it's a must for any a Stooge fan that can go. It's, 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 it's truly amazing. And a couple things that come with, you know, the singing and the, the other talents and be able to play music was out of the three of us, I call us the Grand Stooges, was I was able to go up this in my register and talk like this. And it was, it was like, what? What is that? I'm a victim of circumstance. Uh, who are you hitting? Oh, you're gone. But it was like, whoa, I didn't even know that I could do that. All these years later, I was like, wow, I guess that was something that was, you know, God-given. Curly gave me that, that I had this kind of high-pitched voice. Certainly. So, continue to go to the Stooge events. And, of course, social media was happening big then. It was on Facebook, and I was reaching out to the fans and going back and forth, listening to their stories, telling... You know, commenting, them telling, you know, there again, the Stooges brought a lot of these people out of their darkest times. And it meant so much for me to be able to give back and, and tell them thank you and how much I appreciate them. And so what else happened in 2012? I, on social media, met a friend who now is my business partner, who is the uh, gentleman that is extremely talented named Andy Pagana. And Andy found me uh, shortly after the Stooges movie came out and uh, he actually tried out for the role of Curly and came in third place and he sent me his audition video so I was like wow I met this guy that tried out for Curly he wound up having he had such a love not only for the three Stooges but had such a background in uh, the comedy uh, trios and duos of 
of the, that genre. He was, you know, Laurel and Hardy and, and the Marx Brothers and all of them. And we became extremely good friends. And he was a writer. He was a producer. He was producing. He wrote screenplays. He, he was a great photographer with filming stuff. So it was like, he was like, Brad, he, you got to make videos. I mean, he was doing some videos, but it was like, the fans need to see you. I was like, ah, I guess. I mean, I love I loved the camera, right? I, I experienced that. So we started um, filming uh, videos. And the first video that I think I remember doing, the it was going to be my grandfather's 113th birthday. And I thought that we should do a tribute birthday, you know, or tribute for his birthday, right? So, so we came up with, why not get hit by 113 pies? So we spent the day um, going throughout Hollywood and uh, the day and night, and we went to different places. And some some people were celebrities, some people were just people off the street. Most of them were people off the street. And for the whole day and night, I just got pelted with 113 pies. And that video can be seen on YouTube on my YouTube channel, Curly's grandson. But it, it came out great, and it, and the fans loved it, right? And so, 99% of the comments which is hard to find these days, were all very positive. They loved it. They laughed. They, they enjoyed it. So uh, Andy and a, a couple of my other buddies that are extremely talented, we started doing video content. So we built the, the Curly's Grandson channel and Andy Bagana's got his own channel. And it's just, it's slapstick type comedy. And I just am myself. I'm Brad Server, that funny guy, but I use my high-pitched voice. But it's just naturally in my nature that I look a little bit like him, which is a blessing, because he's a very handsome man, we all know that. But something else came up and it was a challenge that I didn't think that I would ever uh, encounter and that was a live performance. We're gonna be putting on the Three Stooges live and it's gonna tour the US and we want you to be the fifth man, which is basically a supporting actor in all the little skits and what, what about it? Do you want to be in the show? And I was like, yeah, of course, because we didn't know. Were, were the Stooges still going to be relevant? Was our show going to be relevant? And it was. And it was It was really after the shows where the, the fans stayed. for. We did Q&As, and they stood in lines for hours to take pictures with us and to say, thank you so much for bringing us back in time. You know, when things were so much simpler and so much better. I mean, today has so much muck muck and so much stuff going on that going to see a Three Stooges show, a matinee or an evening show, and they absolutely loved it. You know, th there's some things that uh, that happen that I don't have all the answers to that I'm going to work on. And um, I just want to continue to bring laughter to the fans. I want to continue to be in front of the camera. Um, I want to have people go to my channel, uh, Curly's Grandson on YouTube and and find me on Instagram and find me on Facebook and interact and I'll, I do my best to try to reach out to them. And, and Curly G, there again, short for Curly's grandson, build that brand, you know, it, it represents my grandfather. I'm, I'm representing his legacy. So I wanna to continue to do that. And, um, and I just wanna thank you for allowing me to be on your show. Oh, and thank you, Brad, Curly G coming on our show and thanks to Greg Hengler for the great production on the piece and my goodness my favorite part of this story is when he went to his first Stooge convention and we are heading the show is heading 
to a Stooge convention, we promise you. And there he met the fans who told him how much the Stooges had changed their lives and how much the Stooges meant to them. And then it led to, of course, Three Stooges Live and touring the country. The story of Brad Server, in the end, the story of a family bond between he and his grandfather, Curly of the Three Stooges, here on Our American Story. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot. But the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.